Thank you for listening to the Real Truth Podcast with Ruth Henderson, where we will dive into the powerful truth that the kingdom of heaven has for us. And now here's our host, Ruth Hendrickson. I want to welcome you back for part two of our podcast on risking failure. Last time we gathered together, we talked about Peter, and it's so well known how he got out of the boat to walk on water with Jesus. We talked about how afraid the disciples were, that they were seasoned fishermen, and here they were out in the middle of the lake, and the storm was raging all around them. How often we can feel like that, like the storm is raging all around us and that there's no place to go, and we're going to fail, and that failure is going to be permanent, and there's no way we can get to the other side, and we will be marked for life. I made a statement that I want you to remember, and that statement, human failure, when placed in the hands of the Almighty God, simply becomes a stepping stone to victory. And one of the things that I love is that as Peter stepped out onto those waves that were so scary, and had the potential to sink him and drown him and take him under. In fact, remember, it had the potential to drown everyone in that boat. But for Jesus, it was only a walkway. It was a walkway to greater victory. One of the things we talked about was Peter was a man of great courage. You know, we see he was bold and he was outspoken and he sure failed. There were times, you know, he denied Jesus Christ. He was rebuked by, by Jesus. He had some tough moments. But none of them came to define him. He was defined as the son of the living God. He was defined as a rock. And so we have to make sure that what's defining us is not our failures, but what defines us is our God. Because if we allow our shortcomings and failures to define us, then they can never become the stepping stones to victory. And we have a God who is just that good. So again, I want to back up. I want to talk more about Peter. And I, in Matthew 14, 30, he, it says, But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Now, I want, to rem- I want you to remember that Peter's strength was his boldness and his exercise of faith. Now, no matter how brief, this is a vital point. He maybe only took two, three, four, five steps on the water. We don't know how many steps he took on the water before he looked around and realized what he was doing. But in that brief moment, how many ever steps Peter took, Peter lived above his circumstances. He lived above the physics of nature. He went and he lived in a whole nother realm. He was not controlled by his current situation. You see, for a brief moment, that storm, that very storm, became Peter's sidewalk, which was taking him closer to Jesus. You see, when when Peter cried out and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Like I said last week, that was kind of a double check, I think. He was saying, Lord, if this is really you, I'm going to do it. If this is really you, I'm going to come to you because there's no place I want to be other than where you've called me to be. There's absolutely no place other than that. You see, Jesus wasn't asking Peter what Peter could do. He was giving Peter an opportunity to trust him to literally walk an impossible walk. And how often do we need to trust Jesus 
as we literally walk an impossible walk. I just, as I look at this, I find it so interesting what Peter didn't ask for. You see, he didn't ask for the wind and the waves to stop. He just focused on the Lord. I find that interesting because so often our first response is to ask for the storm to stop or to ask for there to be total peace so that we can take that step forward. Without that, when things don't make sense, when we don't have a full blueprint, we refuse and failure wins, so to say, because we forget to put that failure in the hands of the Almighty God. And so he didn't ask for the wind and the waves to cease. He just focused on the Lord. And when he focused on the Lord, Peter was actually looking at the possibilities that come Jesus Christ. I also think it's important to note that he didn't limit the Lord by asking the Lord for what was humanly possible. You see, he didn't jump in and swim to Jesus. He jumped in and walked down the water to Jesus. Again, somehow Peter defied the laws of physics because he stepped out at Jesus's command. This is very important. He stepped out at Jesus's command. It was a moment. It was a defining moment. Peter, of course, as I said, made mistakes through his life. But even through those mistakes, when he went back, I wonder what he thought about his water walking experience. The other thing I caught is that when Peter began to sink, when he began to, to doubt, when, that, when the raging storm caught his attention, it was at that moment that immediately Jesus reached out. Honestly, as much as we get down on Peter because he, he sank, because he began to doubt, I have to think he's the only one who got out of the boat. He's the only one who was willing to risk failure. He's the only one who set his eyes on Jesus and was willing to do the impossible. You see, even when, when Jesus said to him, why did you doubt? I actually don't think it was filled with shame. I don't even think it was filled with rebuke. I think it was filled with love. I think Jesus was calling him even further than Peter had already gone. Peter, in his boldness and his courage, in that moment of just looking at Jesus, jumped out of the boat. And at the moment he began to sink and that fear crept in, I think Peter just or Jesus just asked Peter a question. And I think that question was filled with love because Peter had taken a risk that none of the others were willing to take. In 2 Samuel 22, 17, there's a song that David sung when the Lord rescued him from his enemies. And there is a phrase in that that says, He reached down from on high and rescued me. He drew me out of the deep waters. Peter was learning to look at Jesus in each and every situation of life. You see, every time we say yes to God's presence in our lives, there's some level of impartation that, of power that comes with that step. And we need to understand this because if we're going to risk failure, then we have to understand that saying yes to God's presence, that with that yes, with that next step, will come some level of impartation of power that will be infused into our lives because the Lord's not going to call us someplace where he hasn't asked us to go. You see, failure is not an event, but rather it is a judgment about an event. Again, failure is not the event itself, but it's a judgment that we make about that event.
So fear is looking at God through our circumstances. Faith is looking at our circumstances through God. That's important to understand. When we feel fear creeping in, we have to ask, what is the basis that we're standing in? What is the belief system? What are we seeing? Are we, you see, what we focus on will consume us. So that's an important, go back to Peter. When Peter focused on Jesus, he was able to take a risk. He was able to risk failure. He was able to jump out of the boat. It, he was able to look at him, look at Jesus, and it changed everything. At the moment, Peter's vision switched, and he began to look at the storm around him. It was at that moment that fear consumed him. What we gaze upon will impact how we walk forward into our situation. At the same time I say that, I want us to remember that as soon as Peter lost his focus, Jesus reached and grabbed him. Our God is always faithful and he sees us. And when we're talking about risking failure, this is absolutely vital to remember. The, um, the boat itself, when we talked about the boat, and we talked about the disciples being in the boat, in our lives as we look at risking failure, the boat can be whatever represents safety and security to us rather than God. It can be the things that we surround ourselves with when trying to protect ourselves from the wind, of, wind and the waves. In other words, right now is the invitation to step out of the boat. I shared, I shared earlier how we, Mark and I, my husband and I moved when we were newly married. We, we changed locations. We moved about uh, 350 miles, which some of you have moved much further. But at that point, we were going against the odds. We were going against what people t said we could do. And we were, we were really making a radical change in our lives. And yet we had to risk failure to do that. And we had to learn to keep our focus on what God was doing and what he was saying and not go back to what we knew. If we think about the people, the Israelite people, as they journeyed through the desert, through the wilderness, going to the promised land, so often they would remember how things were in the past. And that had the, um, the potential to draw them back to Egypt, to draw them back to a place of slavery. And so again, if they could have kept their focus firmly on the Lord, then they would see things differently. So as we journey, we have to make sure that our our focus is on the promise of God, the nature of God, and who he is. You see, Peter, through all his life, through his ups and downs, the good and the bad moments, his failures never defined him. Otherwise, he never would have had the impact he had. He would have basically stayed in the boat. You see, Peter, again, is filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts, and God uses that boldness for his glory. As Peter begins to preach, he heals the sick, he raises the dead, he defends their actions before the council of rulers in Jerusalem. That's in Acts 4. He declares the goodness of God. And he declares along with the other apostles that they must obey God rather than any human authority. Fear of failure will always sink us, whereas faith in the Almighty God will allow us to soar. Let me give you another example. If you watch a child learning to walk, they have no fear of falling. Yeah, I watch people as they age, they become afraid of falling. So what we see in the physical will often mirror what's happening in the spiritual. Again, I mentioned this before, as we get more mature in the Lord, it's not uncommon to be hesitant to take some risks. Somebody has once said that if we think about something God tells us to do long enough, 
we will rationally talk ourselves out of it. I can personally think of some things in my life that I thought that I know God told me to do, and I talked myself out of it. And it is so easy to do that. Faith actually has such a, a deep dependence on God, and we have to constantly be feeding that and growing in that and being held accountable in that, or that fear of failing will actually consume us. Peter again saw Jesus and he heard a question, heard a command, and he obeyed. I really think that if Peter had stepped back when he heard that command and really thought about it, he would have, as a seasoned fisherman, he would have looked around at that those wind, at the waves, and he would have stayed in the boat. One of the things I find is really interesting about the scripture we talked about is in verse 32, it says, And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God. You see, I, I find it so amazing that they went into worship. They didn't go into a conversation as to how did you do this. They went into worship. And we need to understand that when we create an atmosphere of worship, that also changes things. That also shifts atmospheres. It can make that storm around us seem as if there's nothing there. It's in that place of worship and prayer and adoration where God just imparts key after key after key to kingdom living. So when we talk about walking on waters, I'm talking about it today. It means that we face those fears and we choose to deal with them. It means that we take time to discover and embrace who God has called us to be. It means that we experience the power and presence of God. And that power and presence of God empowers us to do something we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. You see, Jason Valentin, I think, he, he said something which I just love. He says, every time you face your potential, you have a choice. Obtain what comes to the risk of failure or allow fear to dictate your ceiling. And so as we're talking about risking failure, What's going to dictate our ceiling? Yeah, we all make missteps. But those missteps in the hands of an almighty God actually become stepping stones to who he's called us to be and what he's called us to do because he doesn't allow failure to define us. We allow failure to define us. So how do we do this? Number one, look at those labels like I talked about in the first session. What have I allowed to define me that does not align with the word of God and who he says I am? Take those, take them before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and ask his forgiveness. Ask him for his new labels. You know, we serve an amazing, wonderful, loving God who speaks and he wants to redefine us. He wants us defined by who we are. We're the bride of Christ. We're valuable. We're children of the King. We're worthy. We're seated with the right hand of God the Father. We're just, we have more authority and more power than we realize, but we have to understand our identity. And so allow him to redefine that identity. When you're looking at risking failure, get some mature Christians around you and ask them to pray with you. Spend some time together in worship and prayer. Ask them to listen to the Lord, the King of Kings, the God who moves mountains. And you know what? You're not always going to have to a spreadsheet set out with all the next steps on it and all the financial provision. But we step out trusting the God who has everything. 
So ask them to pray about it. Give them permission to speak honestly into your life. But trust me, they have to be radical people who love the Lord, who could see past the reality of the present moment, who could see into a God-ordained future. And like I said, remember that sometimes when we think about it too long, we're going to rationally, we're going to have some really good human decisions as to why we're not going to do something. So be careful when you know you've heard the voice of God. Make sure that you follow what he says. When I left my full-time position on pastoral staff at a church, I left behind a lot of people that I loved, the job that in many ways I loved. I left behind a set salary. I left behind insurance benefits for our family. But God had confirmed over and over that it was time rationally I could have said I need to stay I want that steady income I love what I'm doing I love pastoring there's so many ways I could have rationalized it but God had given me a word and that's the other thing when you know because you know because you know that something's from God don't let your vision go any other direction but the other thing in all of this I want to point out is we also have to ask him for his time Because for every word over our life, for every dream God's put in us, there is also a timing component. So ask him for his time. And when he says it's time, like Peter cried out and said, God, if it's really you, tell me to come and I'll come. So when we've asked for the time component and the Lord says now, make sure that you step out at the sound of his voice in his time and go for more because when we risk failure holding on to Jesus's hand remember we're not really risking failure at all we're learning to soar as an eagle so let's pray heavenly father I pray for a courage to come in to everyone listening to this father I pray for such a holy boldness to come in Lord, and also such an increased sensitivity to your voice, to your will, to your time frame. God, that as your time component comes in, we hear what you say to do. And then you say now that there would be such a courage that arises that just gives us the strength to step into that moment with boldness and with a courage. And Father, that no longer would we look at certain things in our life as failure, but we would take those things and we would put them into the hands of the Almighty God. Because in your hands, there is stepping stone to victory. There is stepping stone to our future because you're that good. And that we will know that if we begin to sink, you're going to grab us. You're going to pull us out. We're going to climb to that boat with you and we're going to worship because you are the one worthy of all praise. So, Father, again, I just pray for such a courage and a sensitivity to your voice to come in. That we just, like Peter, we, we step into new realms because of who you are. And we give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to The Real Truth with Ruth. If you like what you heard today, please visit ruthhendrickson.org for books, blogs, e-courses, and spiritual growth. You can follow Ruth on Facebook or Instagram at Ruth Hendrickson Ministries. See you next week.